course, you don't remember how many I have, do you? That's what I thought. He's just a dear brother in the Lord. And let's just pray for him and pray for ourselves. Father, I just pray that you would give us everything you got. I pray for words of knowledge, words of wisdom, insight, prophetic unction to speak through him as he opened up this word. We want to see unbelief dealt with today. We want to see faith risen up in this church. We want to see the roadblocks of this church in our walk with you removed. So, Father, we place ourselves in a position to receive from you. It says that those who receive the one who is sent receive the one who sent him. Father, you've taken him from his nation and brought him to this nation, the United States of America, for a purpose and a plan. So, Father, we place ourselves in a position and say, Lord, we're going to receive him as though you were standing here. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would fill him and use him, that we would be changed and transformed people. I pray for everyone who's listening here and those who are listening by some other form. We want to see the advancement of Jesus Christ and his name and his kingdom today in this place. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. I think it's, it's green. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Well, good morning to you all. And well, I should say greetings from Minneapolis. <laughs> this morning, uh, Pastor Jim called me from uh, Chicago, and then he asked me to extend his love to you. He's doing very well, and hopefully he will be back by, the, uh, by Tuesday. So he says hi. I thank God for the opportunity to share his word with us this morning, dealing with the roadblocks in our lives. So for the past three weeks, we have been dealing with the roadblocks. We talked about uh, rejection to adoption, is that right? And then shame to grace. And today we want to deal with unbelief to experiencing the truth. Unbelief to experiencing the truth. We just sang a lot of songs this morning about the word. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is our strong tower. The word of God is our protection. The word of God is our shield. The word of God preserves us. And one thing about the word of God is that it is forever true. The word of God is the same today, forever. The same yesterday, today, and forever. It never changes. The Bible says that his word is settled forever in heaven. Forever, O oh Lord, your word is settled in heaven. It presupposes that forever nothing can change the word of God. Whatever the word of God has said, it will surely come to pass. Whatever the word of God has said concerning your, your life, it will surely come to pass. Nothing is going to change the word of God. The word of God is true. The word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. It is the word of God that directs us. The, Lord, the word of God shows us the way. 
even as we depend upon the word of God, we can be assured of our safety. Even as we depend upon the word of God, we can be assured of our security. Because the word of God is true. Absolutely nothing can change the word of God. It never fails. The word never fails. The psalmist says that the law, God has raised his word above his name. He has lifted his name, his word, sorry, above his name. It shows that the word, you know, there is confidence in it. We can always rely upon the word, on the word of God. Even as we depend upon the word of God, there is no way it is going to fail us. He is, actually, he's a person. The word is a person. He's not going to fail us. He is forever the same. And many a times, even though the word of God has said, has said so many things concerning our life, about situation concerning our life, many a times we tend not to enjoy what the word has said concerning our life. Many a times we fail to experience the word of God in our life. Why is it so? It's all because of doubt or unbelief. Because of unbelief, because we are not very sure about what the word can do, we don't really experience. One day we are here, the next day we are over there. So, what is unbelief? I want us to look at unbelief uh, from Webster's Dictionary. He said, unbelief is withholding of belief or doubt or incredulity or skepticism. So that you don't really believe, you are doubting. Well, this, this thing God is saying, is it really true? Well, it could be true. It, well, it, it's possible that, well, things worked out for, uh, let's say, Andrew last year. But today, or this year, is a different situation altogether. It is very true that things worked out. Though, last year, conditions or situations were different. But with this particular situation, I don't think my God, well, he can do it. it is, is it really true that God can handle this situation in my life? So you are doubting. Maybe today you believe, and then tomorrow you say, no, I'm not sure. Yesterday I believed, but today I don't, uh, the next day I don't think he's going to do it. So you are not very sure if he's going to, the Lord is going to do it. As a result, doubt prevents us from what? Receiving the truth, or experiencing the truth. Unbelief prevents us from all receiving what God has in store for us. Let's look at James 1, verse 5 to 8. James 1, verse 5 to 8. If, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he is 
will receive anything from the Lord. He's a double-minded, unstable in all things. Amen. The word of God says that if we lack wisdom, we should come to God who gives liberally or he gives it abundantly. God has a lot of wisdom and he's willing to give us wisdom. Whenever we need direction, God is willing to direct us. Whenever we need counseling, God is ever willing to counsel us. He's not going to reproach us. He's ever willing. So whenever we need wisdom, let's go to God without doubting. Let's not go to God with unbelief, thinking that, well, this is very complex. Well, this situation is very academic. I don't think God is going to help me. No. He's wiser than you think. He's wiser than you. Wisdom belongs to God. So whenever we need wisdom or counseling, we need to come to God because he's willing to give us liberally or abundantly more than we can think or imagine. But this is a condition. When you come to God, you do not have to doubt. We don't have to doubt. Because if you doubt what the word of God is saying, you are not going to receive it. It is not only wisdom. It is it's not only for wisdom that we need to go to God. Do you have a need in your life today or this morning? Are you trusting God for something this morning? God has a word concerning everything concerning our lives. Everything that has a name in this world, God has a word concerning it. Therefore, when you need the word of God to address such a situation, the word of God is ever ready to see you through. The word of God is ever ready to direct you. Therefore, when you are in need, go to God without doubting. Go to God without unbelief. And for sure, you will receive an answer. For sure, he will provide that need for you. So let us not receive, let's not go to God without doubting. If I should, if I should use the, 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 this judicial term or the lawyer's term, you see that unbelief is tantamount to what? Saying that God cannot do what I need him for. Unbelief is, is just like saying that well, I don't think God can handle this situation. I'm not sure he can handle it. So one day you are here, the other day you are here. So he says that it's just, you, are, you are just like a wave being tossed through and fro. You are just like a wave. You know, when you see the wave, the wave is never stable. The wave, the wind is always blowing the, the wave. One day the enemy will come, will give you an idea. Do you think God can actually solve this problem for you? One day, meanwhile, you know for sure that this is what the word of God is saying. Everything, God has a word concerning everything in our lives. But a God who whispers a doubt in your mind, or a word in your, in your mind. Do you think God can do this for you? And then because of that, you say, well, 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 I don't think God can do it. Then you become discouraged. And then you begin to complain. 
And then you begin to mama. Why is it that I am the only one that this thing is happening to? Am I the only one who should go through this? Why is it that Mr. A is, everything is fine with him, but I am the only one? It's all because of unbelief. And you had a double mind. If you have a double mind, there is no way we are going to receive from the Lord. Amen. So let's not complain. Let's not murmur. Let's trust God. Let's believe in his word. Because his word is true. Because his word will always direct us. There is always safety in the word of God. Amen. If you look at, when we look at the generation of Joshua and Caleb, God promised them Canaan. He promised them of that land that everything was going to be fine, rosy, full of milk and honey. Because of unbelief, almost all of them could not enter except Joshua and Caleb. All those people in that generation, they couldn't enter the promised land. The same thing applies to us at this time. God has promises concerning our lives. He wants us to all to prosper. He wants that everything should be well with us. But we only need to take the word and believe in the word. Even as we believe in the word, for sure, we will reach our Canaan land. Amen. If we believe the word, we will enter into our rest. We will have peace. And it will be well with us. Amen. So let's mix the word of God with what? Belief. Let's believe in the word of God. Amen. We've just talked about the doubts. And the father, if we doubt, or when we doubt, there's no way we are going to experience the word of God. So now, how do we experience the word of God or the truth? There's a number of steps that we can take so that we can experience the word of God or the truth. Because, you know, God always wants us to, uh, to prosper. He's always thinking good about us. He desires the best for us. And as a result, he wants us to experience the truth. Amen. Third John chapter 2, it says, uh, Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Amen. God, just like even as John was telling, uh, how do you call it? Gaius, or Gaius, if that is, uh, that is, it is how I can pronounce it. <laughs> it is that he believes that what? He prospers in everything. That is the mind of God. The mind of God is that we should prosper in everything. He desires that we prosper in every area of our lives. He desires that we prosper in our works. He desires that we prosper in our academic lives. He desires that we prosper in our marital life. He desires that we prosper in our relationship with people. He desires that we prosper even at our workplaces. Everything that we do, God desires that we 
we prosper. He also desires that we should be in good health. It is not a desire of God that we should, we should be falling sick every now and then. So that you will say that, well, this is my sickness. It is not your sickness. That sickness does not belong to your body. So that when you are talking about that sickness, you, you refer to it as, uh, or you personalize it as my sickness. No. God desires that you remain in what? In good health. That is his desire for us. Amen. So, as we experience the word of God, we can be assured of the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Even as we experience the word of God, we can be assured of fulfillment. Amen. How do we experience the truth? We experience the truth by keeping the word of God in our heart. We experience the truth by keeping the word, by hiding it in our heart. Amen. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. It says, My son, do not forget my law, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace they will add to you. Let no mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Amen. The word of God wants us, or God wants us to hide his word in our hearts. He wants us to what? Be meditating upon the word of God. We, even as we meditate on the word of God, it's registered on our hearts. Even as we think, even as we ponder about the word of God, we can be assured of the word hiding in our hearts. Keeping the word of God is, you know, there's no way anybody can steal it from you. Let's take this uh, illustration. Now, if you have a treasurer, you have a treasure, or you have a, uh, some, something, some precious stones or precious, some precious things that you want to keep in a vault or in a, in a safe, when you, it is only you who has the, what, the, the code to that vault. It is only you. No other person has the key to that vault. So now, if you should hide that treasure in your safe. Do you think anyone can take it from the treasure or from the vault? No one. Nobody can take it from the vault or the, from the safe because nobody knows that secret code. The secret code for us to keep the word, the word of God, God says we should hide the word in our hearts. If you hide the word in your heart, it is just like that indelible ink. It's just like that permanent marker. When you write with a permanent marker, if you try to rub it, it doesn't go off. When you hide the word of God in, in your heart, there is no way the enemy can steal it from your heart. Because as you hide the word of God, you are established in the word of God. As you hide the word of God in your heart, when the situations come, you will know the way to approach it. Because as we 
sang the song. The song said, the word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Because as we have the word in our heart, we know how to apply it. And that application becomes wisdom. Amen. As we have the word of God, there is no way Satan can push us here and there. As we keep the word, we become resilient in turbulence. When things are going rough in our life, we become resilient. We become unshakable. People will see us and say, what? What is actually wrong with you? Look at what is going on in your life. And you are still smiling. And you don't, you don't seem to be bothered about what is going on in your life. It is all because of the word that is being kept in your heart. It is all because you are depending upon the word of God. It is all because you are drawing on the word of God. And the word becomes your strength. Because, and the word becomes what? Your strength. And it directs you. And you are always empowered. Amen. When you have the word, whenever the enemy brings any thought or any doubt, you answer it with the right answer. Just as the Lord Jesus Christ, when he was fasting and praying, the enemy came three times. Whenever the enemy came, he responded by the word in his heart or the word from his heart because he kept the word. He was even the word. He is the word. So... Let's learn from the Lord Jesus Christ. He, is, he, he was applying the word. So let's learn from him. Let's apply the word. Amen. So let's keep the word. Let's meditate upon the word of God. Amen. And we can be assured of victory in our life. We can be assured of the experience of the truth in our life. Amen. So then, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. The word of God says that, you know, that is part of hiding the word in your heart. See, faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing by the word of God. Many of us, uh, have been, you all agree with me, that we have read the Bible several times in our lives. We have read passages several times in our lives. But whenever we take the word, we always receive new things. Or whenever people are sharing the word, we always receive new revelation or new things. That is one thing about the word of God. Sometimes you, hear, you may have to hear the word maybe about 20 times before you understand it. <laughs> you, about the 20th, I say, oh, what? So is this what God has been saying all along? I never understood it this way until now. That is one thing about the word of God. So let's not be tired about reading the word of God. Let's read it over and over and over. Because the more we hear the word of God, the more we receive or we get faith. Amen. So faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. Let's hide the word of God in our heart. We keep the word over there. Nothing, nothing, nothing can take it away. The enemy cannot take it away. Amen. We experience 
the truth by receiving the word of God with joy. Whenever we receive, whenever we hear the word of God, we should be joyful. Because we know that the, the word is going to bring us something good. Because we know that the, the, the word is going to lead us the right way. Because we know the word is going to restore us. Because we know the word is going to heal us. The word is good. The word is powerful. We cannot do without the word of God. So let's receive the word of God with joy. Amen. Romans chapter 4, verse 17 to 21. As it is written, that was God talking to Abraham when he was receiving his promise as well, being a father of many nations. Before when Abraham was receiving that, that word, there was no hope in him, in his life. There was no hope concerning his life biologically. But he received the word of God with joy. Amen. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in presence of him who he believed. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things who do not exist as though they did. Who contrary to hope, in hope believed, so that he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be, and not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since he was about a hundred years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God's thought. God's promise of, sorry, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, and being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform it. Amen. God promised Abraham that he was going to what? To be a father of many nations. The one who was promising Abraham, the word of God says that what? He called things that are not as though they are. He called things. Things might not, going, things might not be going on well in your life. You might not be happy in life, but God says it is well with you. You might not have anything in your pocket, but God says you are rich. He called things that are not as though they are. Abraham, biologically, could not, could not have any child. But God says he was going to become a father of many nations. Abraham could have easily said, easily say, well, God, you don't know what you are t- talking about. Are you very sure I can have children at this age? Almost 100. And my, my, my wife is also not capable at this time of our age. Do you think we can Abraham could have easily said that. But what was the response of Abraham? Despite the negativities in his life, he received the word of God with joy. Giving thanks to the Lord. Amen. He did not waver 
are the promise of God through unbelief. As we learned, if when you are when you are when you are doubting or if you become unbelieving, you know you you are you are being tossed here and there. He did not waver. He stood because he he knew that the word of God was true. Is true. So there was no way he could doubt the word of God. He rejoiced. He rejoiced in it. And you know, one thing we have learned over here is that the more he rejoiced and the more he received the word with joy, the more he believed. The more he was joyful, the more he became estranged in the word of God. The more he became stable and believed and knew that for sure, even though I am not capable at this time, I know for sure my God will make it possible for me to have children. Therefore, no matter what is going on in our life, let's believe the word of God. Let's receive it with joy. And God will cause everything concerning our life to come to pass. Has there been any prophecy in your life? Has anybody spoken about anything concerning your life? So far, two years, three years, four years, five years, nothing has happened. Believe and remain joyful. The more you believe, the more you keep that word, the more the word will come to manifestation. The more the promises, the promise will come to manifestation. Amen. So let's be joyful. Let's receive the word of God with joy. And for sure, no matter how hopeless the situation is, God will turn it around. God will turn it around. And he will be glorified at the end of the day. Amen. So let's receive the word of God with joy. Amen. We experience the truth through confessing and declaration. Confession and declaration. It's not enough to hide the word of God in your heart. It is not enough to have faith in the word or in your God. It is not enough. We must take another step by confessing and declaring. Amen. Let's confess and declare the word of God. Romans 10, chapter 9 to 10. Romans 10, chapter 9 to 10. That if we confess, if you confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes unto the righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. A lot of, a lot of us, or like, uh, if I should, let me attend or by saying that almost all of us over here, we are all believers. We took a step by all, receiving our Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior. That step that we took, we believe in our heart, and we confess. And by faith, we are children of God. The believing and the confession does not relate only to our salvation. It relates to every other thing in our lives. It relates to everything God has said concerning our lives. So that if God has promised you, believe it and begin to confess what he has said. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18 verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it will eat its food. He said, death and life 
then the power of the tongue, the way we, whatever we say, there is death in it. Whatever we say, there is life in it. Whichever way we turn it, we will reap. If you, if you confess death, you are going to reap death. If you confess life, you are going to confess life. So we should be wise in our confession. Well, I don't think I'm going to be healed. I've been, I've been trusting God all the time, but I, I don't, nothing seems to be happening. Am I really going to be healed? I've tried so many things concerning this situation in my life, and nothing seems to be working. Am I sure this is going to work? Is God really working for me? You are doubting. This message is for me as well. I'm learning a lot from it. So I thank God for this message. You are doubting. But instead of being negative or becoming unbelieving, let's what? Confess positively. Nothing seems to be happening, but I know that God is a mighty physician. I know that he took care of everything on the cross for me regarding, even regarding this sickness. Therefore, I know for sure he is going to heal me. Even though nothing seems to be happening, I know I am healed. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the weak say I am strong. That is what the, God, the word of God is saying. Are you weak? The word of God says you should say I am strong. Instead of, say, instead of saying I'm weak, say I am strong. Instead of saying I don't have anything in my pocket, say I am rich in the law. The law, my, my father is, is rich. <laughs> he owns cattle on a thousand hills. You know, he owns the whole universe. Everything that I need belongs to, the, to, to, to God. As we, we, we read earlier, he gives liberally. He has everything in abundance. So whatever I need, I know for sure. It, it could be that I don't have anything now, but I know for sure I am rich in the law. I know for, for sure the law will provide all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. He will provide for me. So let's be mindful of our confessions. Job chapter 22, verse 28. You will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine upon your way. He said, you will declare a thing. We believers, children of God, we shall declare a thing or we shall declare things in our life and everything shall come to pass. As we declare, the light of God will shine upon our declaration and everything shall come to pass in our lives. We will decree, decree, I'm sorry, we will decree and it shall be established. Amen. You might be wondering, why do I have to decree before things will be established? Why do I have to decree? You know, you are a child of God. We have all been created in the image of God. That is the way our God works. He works by de decree, uh, de confessing and then declaring. He declares and things come to pass. He confesses and things come to pass. So we have been created in the image of God. And we must, we must declare and confess. When there was no light upon the universe, he said, let there be light. And there was light. It was just by declaration. It was just by the word that the, 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 our God said. And then things came to manifestation. Through the word, he created the universe. 
Therefore, let's declare, let's confess, and every word concerning our lives shall come to pass. The word of God also says in Revelations 1 6, it says that what? We have been made what? Priests and what? And kings. <laughs> we have been made what? Priests and kings. With a priestly anointing, we can always su- supplicate and pray on behalf of people. We can always stand in the gap. And with a kingly anointing, we can always declare. We all have the kingly anointing. As kings, have you ever seen a king who is always begging? Kings do not beg for anything. Kings are never in need. For a king to have any need, he will just command and it will be brought to him. So let's, dec- let's declare and let's confess and everything concerning our lives shall come to pass. The word of God says you are the head and never the tail. So we need to keep confessing I am the head and not the tail. I am a winner. I am more than a conqueror. The word of God said that whatever your hands shall touch shall prosper. Therefore, this might work. Things are not, might not be working well at this time, but I know for sure this might work will prosper. I'm not having a good relationship with this person, but I know God will give me wisdom and I'll have peace with this person. It shall be well with me. God says, say to the righteous, it is well with you. It shall be well with you. Don't doubt the word of God. The word of God is true. Whatever the word of God says, it shall surely come to pass. Amen. Let's not doubt the word of God. Declaring and confessing the word of God should be a daily affair. We don't have to declare and confess the word of God today and then forget about it tomorrow. Every day when I wake up in the morning, I am blessed. Till I lay my head to rest, I am blessed. The word of God says that his mercies are new every morning. Therefore, I am experiencing the mercies of God this morning. Because of that, I am happy. I am happy. I am happy. Things are not happening well in my life, but I am happy. I am joyful because the Lord is with me. The Lord is my portion. It is well with me. It is well with me. It should be a daily declaration until we see the manifestation of the word of God in our life. The more we declare and the more we confess, the more the manifestation will come to pass. Amen. Let's confess. And let's declare the word of God. Amen. The more you confess and declare, the angels, they hear. You know, ministering angels, they are supposed to minister unto us. As you begin to confess and declare, they also begin to what? Dispatch. And then God begins to orchestrate things concerning your life. God will begin to put things together. Before you realize, everything is okay. As you confess and decree, what is going to happen? The enemy hears. What does he do? He runs away because he knows that you know the truth. Because he knows that there is no way he can toss you about. 
Because you know that all. You know what you are talking about. Because of the word of God. Let us hold fast. This is Hebrew, Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For he who promises, for he who promised is faithful. He said, let's hold fast. <laughs> so that even when the storm is raging, let's hold onto the wind, onto the, onto what? Onto the word of God. So that as there is a, a strong current of water passing, if I should hold onto a very solid rock, very fast, no matter how strong the, the water is running, I'm, I'm not going to be what? To be carried away. Let's hold on to the word of God. The more we hold on to the word of God, there is no way. There is no way we'll be carried away. There is no way we'll be tossed about. No matter what is happening, Lord, things are not going on well. But I know, I know for sure, I know for sure you will do it for me. I know for sure you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your word never changes. For sure, I know you will do it for me. Let's hold on to the word of God because the word is true. The word is power. The word is our strength. Let's hold on to the word of God. Amen. Another way we can also experience the word. That is in Jude 20. By you, beloved, building yourself up, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Amen. He said that we should build ourselves in the most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Spirit. The more we pray in the Holy Spirit, God takes care of the doubts. Any doubting element in our lives, the more we pray in the Spirit, because we don't know how to pray. And when we put our prayer life in the, in the, prayer, in the Spirit gear, or the gear, whichever way we say it, the Holy Spirit takes over and takes care of every doubt in our life. As we pray in the Spirit, every doubt is taken care of. As we pray in the Spirit, God takes control. As we pray in the Spirit, our faith increases. The more we pray in the Spirit, our faith increases. So let's experience the Word. Let's pray the more. Let's depend upon the Holy Spirit. Let's depend upon the Lord as we pray and pray and pray. And the Lord will see us through. Amen. What have you received so far concerning the promises of God? What, what, what has God said concerning your life? What has God said concerning your situation? What is in the word of God concerning every one of us? Bible says that what? We should hide the word in our hearts. Bible says that we should receive the word with joy. Can we please have the worship team even as we are ending? But Bible says that we should receive the word in our. We should keep it in our heart. We should receive it with joy. 
Even as we receive it, let's, let's keep hearing. Let's keep meditating upon the word of God. Let's keep meditating. Ponder over the word of God. Reflect over the word of God. The more you reflect over the word of God, the more you believe. The more you know for sure that God can do everything concerning your life. Let's meditate. Let's meditate. Let's confess. Confess the word of God. Declare whatever the word of God has said concerning your life. Declare it. Confess it. And it shall surely come to pass. Hold onto the truth. Hold onto the word. And never, never waver. Never be shaken. Hold on to it. And the Lord will see you through. And let's pray the more. Let's pray. The more we pray, the more God will take care of every doubt. And for sure, we can experience fulfillment. For sure, we can experience life. For sure, we can experience the fullness of joy, the fullness of God in our life. This is what the Word of God is saying. Therefore, let's do away with doubt. Let's do away with doubt and walk in the Word and experience it. Amen. God bless you.